Welcome to another episode of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is February 8th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, First segment is entitled Florida State Video Game Uploads Explanation. Been getting a lot of questions in the comments on uh, why am I doing video game uploads? Because I want to. I enjoy doing it. It's, you know, um, I wrote something about that, but this this right here is just off the top. Um, I enjoy doing it. I'd never played with Florida State on the game before, and um, it's just something that I wanted to do. I think the more content you can upload to your channel, you know, I just know when football is not around I look for some kind of outlet whether it was a podcast or you know YouTube or whatever to to keep up or just you know fill that football void so hopefully I'm doing it for some of the people that listen to this podcast and let me go ahead and read the uh, segment that I wrote for this uh, or let me go ahead and read what I wrote for this segment uh, I started doing the uh, Florida State video game thing just to put more content out there. I really enjoy uh, playing uh, this game with Florida State. Uh, for the longest time, I never used Florida State on the game. For some reason, it just felt taboo to use them on the game. On the game, um, they got multiple uniforms on the game. I the black ones, which everybody knows, I hate. Um, I go traditional on the uniforms. Uh, I do the all garnet every once in a while. Um, just so everybody knows, I play on Heisman with the computer AI on 80. Um, except for the kicking game. I keep the kicking game even at 50. Um, the computer dominates sometimes, but I always find a way to come back and dominate the computer. Um, I wish Florida State could do this in real life. It would be very refreshing to see them back on top. Maybe one day it can happen. Uh, I think Norvell got this thing going in the right direction so far. He's only been on the the job for, what, two months now? Um, You know, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting him to come in immediately and just you know, pull a Willie Taggart and bring this class from the seventies into to out right outside the top ten. Um you know, I just I just felt like that was impossible. Uh Willie came in selling a whole bunch of hopes and dreams that he could never fulfill. Um to Mike Novell's credit, he has really uh been genuine when he said that he said it in his press conference the other day that, you know, I have the worst recruiting pitch, uh, you know, in the country because I just tell kids it's going to be the hardest thing you're going to do is be a Florida State Seminole. And I'm, 
paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he said. And I like that. I like that he's going to make kids come in here and work for everything, no matter your star ranking, no matter where you are in terms of the high school scene. He's going to come in and make you work, and that's what we need, man. Um, so let me know what you think about this segment. I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled Why I Started the Channel and Podcast. All right, because I get a lot of negative comments about me doing this podcast and doing the YouTube thing. Um, so here's what I wrote about that. Why did I start the pod, the podcast and YouTube channel? Uh, I started the podcast on December 1st, 2019, after the Florida Gators debacle, uh, just to voice my frustration. And then it just became contagious. I wanted to do episodes daily just to voice my opinion as a fan. And that's all caps. Fan is in all caps. OK, um, I guess I'm doing something right, because lately I've been getting a lot of shade from podcasters and uh, website pundits from other that do Florida State stuff. Also, they they try to come at you with the burner accounts. Would you come on when I can't find that burner account anywhere? We know what's going on. All right. Um, the YouTube channel has morphed from, uh, you know, various content i used to do other stuff then it morphed to sports and then it just morphed to florida state stuff um when i first started the youtube thing i wasn't trying to be i wasn't trying to be like a youtube sensation and i'm not trying to do that now it's just you know it's it's kind of like a hobby it's just you know just something to do man um you know, I was just messing around. I saw a famous YouTuber doing videos that I liked. And I said, I can do that. Um, the goal is right now to get to 100,000 subscribers. Um, I'm not even close to that yet. Um, uh, you know, it's just a goal. I mean, I just think in life you got to have goals. And right now that's just a goal for me. Um. I really enjoy doing the YouTube and podcasting thing. Um, and hopefully it'll take off this year. Uh, I just think that no matter what it is, man, as long as it's legal, all right, every person should find something that they love to do and, you know, do it as long as it's legal. All right. Um, you know, whether it's playing video games or working out or, you know, going out to eat every day or going to the movies or whatever. As long as it's legal, do something that you enjoy every day, man. Get some kind of fulfillment out of life. Just don't go to work and pay bills. That is depressing. And, you know, for the longest time I did that. And, you know, I just... Like I said, this podcast and YouTube thing is just like just something that I really like to do. I'm really passionate about. And, you know, it gives me an outlet to get away from the job. And that's why I do it. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. 
And I'm going to move on to the next segment, um, which is entitled Ron Simmons Pro Wrestling. And I'm kind of mad at myself that I haven't highlighted Ron Simmons before. I think I've said some other stuff about Ron Simmons, but I've never actually highlighted him. He um he came to my school when I was in the fourth grade and I actually met him. I mean, I thought he was like the biggest man on the face of the earth <laughs> when I first met him. This dude was huge. <laughs> um, So this is what I wrote about him. Ron Simmons, the pro wrestler and nose, or excuse me, Ron Simmons, the former pro wrestler and former nose guard at Florida State way back in the day. One of the first black uh, world heavyweight champions in WCW. Um, I liked him. Uh, I first started liking him when he was a singles wrestler for WCW. And I want to say he beat, uh, I want to say it was Lex Luger. It's either Lex Luger or, or Vader for the uh, WCW title. I could be wrong. And I know we got some fact checkers that listen to this podcast. So correct me, please. But I know he was one of the first black world heavyweight champions in WCW. Um, I liked him also when he was partnered with Butch Reed in a tag team called Doom. Um, very dominant tag team. They didn't get the push that like the Steiner brothers got or the Road Warriors, but they were a very good tag team. Um, I mean, Ron Simmons was a phenomenal athlete on the on the gridiron and in the uh, ring. Um, he coined that phrase in, in WWE. I'm not gonna say it. You you guys know what he used to say. Um, I liked him as Farouk in the Nation of Domination. Um, he kind of he kind of propelled The Rock to stardom because when The Rock first came in, he really didn't have a a uh, his first. I, I when he first came into the league, I don't know what is. I mean, the league. I mean, when he first came into pro wrestling, I don't know what his gimmick was. But when he got with with Ron Simmons, aka Farouk, and the Nation of Domination, that was his that was his gimmick in, and that's really where he took off. Um, so he kind of helped the rock get to where he is. Um, I was kind of upset that he didn't get the big singles push when he got to WWE. Um, he was with, uh, Bradshaw and the tag team called Acolytes, which was, they were, they, they won the tag team titles a couple of times, but they didn't get the big push as a tag team either. Um, I mean, all in all, man. I, he's one of the, the best wrestlers, black or white, to, to you know, that I've ever seen, man. Just physical, tenacious, you know, very athletic. Um, I always pull for him because he's Florida State, and he kind of put, he helped put Florida State on the map. He helped put Florida State on the map when he got there. Um, you, you can argue about Ron Sellers and, Fred Belitnikoff and you know Ron Simmons I think those were like the the first couple of guys in the 60s and the 70s Ron Simmons late 70s to, to really put this thing on the map so um you know I don't know what he's doing now I think he still does some part-time stuff at WWE the last time I seen him so um 
you know, with it being Black History Month and everything, I wanted to highlight Ron Simmons. Um, truly one of the pioneers for black people in professional wrestling. Um, let me know what you think about this segment. And I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled Recruitment or excuse me, Recruiting Recap. And here's what I wrote about that. Uh, let's see if I can find it. My thoughts on recruiting. All right. Um, my thoughts on recruiting are Coach Novell said that he got the guys that he wanted. I will take him at his word. My philosophy on recruiting has never changed. Um, you don't know what you got until they've been on campus for at least two years. Um, I, anytime you bring in any recruits, you have to establish first uh, a winning program and a elite strength and conditioning program um once you establish those two things you have to go out on the field and start winning games that's pretty much it um norvell to his credit has has gotten three uh quarterback commitments one of which is on campus rotomaker and uh Chubba Purdy is supposed to be here this summer. So he's accomplished more as far as quarterbacks in two months than Willie Tagger did in two years. I've said that before. I mean, I just think that's just, you know, I can't say it enough times. That's just amazing that he was able to do that. Um, as far as the recruits that he have on campus, um, he said that they're working out. They're doing great. So we'll just see how it looks in the spring game. He got several offensive line commitments. So, you know, hopefully um, they can put something together and, um, you know, be competitive. Um, I don't know if these guys will pan out, um, but at least Norvell was able to get them. Um, I'm not going to break down, the, uh, you know, recruit, recruit by recruit. I'm not going to do that. I like to wait one year. And then I evaluate. I hope these guys do big things. Um, you know, every coach that you see on National Signing Day says that, you know, you never see a coach that says the guys we got suck. So they're always going to be optimistic. Um, so we'll just see what happens, man. You know, that's how I approach recruiting. I mean, you could get all five stars. I'm going to say the same thing. I, I would probably be a little bit more excited, but I'm going to pretty much say the same thing. We have to take a wait and see approach because for every Trevor Lawrence, for every Justin Fields, you know, there's probably a couple hundred guys that you never hear about. So um, for my last segment on this episode, it's called Florida State Down But Not Out. Um, so here's what I wrote about that. I can't tell you how refreshing it is. Um, to have a coach that is able to get things done. Norvell says he's put together a great staff. We will see. Three years of mediocre play. I hope Florida State can compete for, for four quarters, physically and mentally. To me, the main goal uh, 
To me, the main goal is to, in every game, compete for four quarters. Anything less is unacceptable. Um, that is the biggest thing that Norvell has to rectify immediately. Uh, also, he has to find the right quarterback. He has to find the right offensive line combination. Um, then I think Florida State can do something this coming season. Best case scenario, 8-4, 9-3. 10 and 2 would be a dream right now. It used to be like standard. If we went 10 and 2, we were every the whole fan base was in an uproar. But I would love to see 10 and 2 right now. Um I think we can all agree that in 2020, Florida State is not going to be Clemson, beat Clemson. I think every every other game on the schedule is winnable. Um but in the Clemson game, I just want to see these guys compete for four quarters. That would be a great accomplishment um, under Norvell. I think Norvell can turn this thing around. I've said it throughout this particular podcast, and I'll say it one more time. I think he's done a phenomenal job his first two months on the job. Um, so we will see how February and March and into the spring, how it progresses, and I just hope that he does great things, man. I'm pulling for the guy. I did an episode saying – uh, no Norvell, please. Um, and it was kind of, you know, I shouldn't have put that episode out that soon because I didn't do any, like, research on the guy. I knew his record. I watched the Memphis-Cincinnati game, and I, I must admit I like what I saw. Um, but I didn't know. I was just thinking, okay, another AAC coach. This is going to be Willie Taggart 2.0, and it still might be. Um, but we'll have to see what happens when the season starts. Um, so that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, please scroll down to the description. Click on one of the links. Rate, review, subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always... Go nose.